Well, the FOMC minutes were a bit more exciting than many expected with talk of tapering, or at least talk about when they're going to talk about tapering, and that's pushed Treasury yields higher in the last hour or so, and with it, inflation fears back firmly on the table, although largely a subject of concern confined mainly to the US for now. And it's been an exciting day for Bitcoin, down a third, then back up again. It's Thursday, the 20th of May, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, U.S. stocks fell again, 0.9% down for the Dow, 0.8% for the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq is 0.4% down. Bigger falls in Europe with a 1.7% loss in the Eurostox 50 and 1.2% for the FTSE 100. The U.S. dollars climbed back a little, a 0.4% rise, back above 90 on the DXY. Uh, but look at this, a four basis point increase in 10-year Treasury yields. Actually, they're a bit higher than that uh, a little earlier. Most of that after the FOMC minutes this morning, which we'll talk about in just a second. And big falls in oil as well. Brent down 3.1%, WTI losing 3.4%. But <laughs> that is nothing compared to Bitcoin today. A 31% fall in the first half of the session, followed by a 33% surge Afterwards, it's about 10% down and now. That's crazy stuff. And uh, copper is telling us something today as well, I think. It's uh, down 3.5%. Uh, so quite a bit to talk about today. Here's David DeGarris, Director Economics for Markets in NAB in London. But let's, um, let's start with this morning's FOMC minutes. Because, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting a great deal from this. Were you? But it's amazing how just a slight change in wording on tapering, all it takes is a word here or there to turn the markets. And, uh, and, and the outtake has been that, yeah, many people now think uh, tapering is going to be sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's uh, again, good morning, Phil. It's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, when I came to uh, just do the prep and uh, think about what I was going to say today, we thought, you know, we might have a sort of so a few afterthoughts about the Fed FOMC minutes, but suddenly, you know, I'm looking at the bond market and I thought, what has gone on there, mm. you know, just in the last hour? So, as you said, you know, US 10-year bond yields were trading at, you know, one – 1.62 on their day's lows and it's just in um you know 15 or 20 minutes it just jumped to 1.68 and i thought oh goodness must be the fed minutes so and that's pretty much how it's transpired now there's all this been all this debate about not even thinking about thinking about tapering are they talking about tapering <laughs> are they thinking <laughs> about talking about it and that's it isn't it because it, exactly. the, the wording is it might be appropriate at yes. some point in yes. upcoming, no indication of when that might be, in upcoming yes. meetings, so they've ruled out meetings that have already happened, thank you, yes. to begin yes. discussing a plan for adjusting the pace of asset purchases. I mean, that is like saying at the end of this podcast, we are looking to consider whether we should discuss the notion of, at some point perhaps, being back on tomorrow morning for another podcast, but we don't want to make any rash decisions just yet. I mean, it's... Yeah, it, it is. It is. And plus, there was another rider, I think, providing, you know, the, the recovery continues yes. as, it, as it was. And of course... The, the, the FMC minutes uh, came before that last inflation read, and the non-farm payrolls, of course, too. So um, yeah, you just you just wonder whether that discussion has moved on in that direction. I mean, the doves might say, "Well, look at the payrolls. We just you know we're further away from our objective than what we thought we'd be as far as maximum employment." But maybe that's part of the story. There is less you know, freely available labour than what we thought. Um, mm. So, you know, you you could argue both ways there. But um, the fact that the word tapering entered the minutes in some form, uh, it's just seen the bond market react in a pretty big way. I, you know, if I, if, if I saw that, and I, I wouldn't have been 
it surprised if uh, you know another half or one percent was lopped off the uh, the S and P five hundred on the back of that, or or indeed the Nasdaq. But it's actually been a pretty muted follow on reaction yeah, in the equity market, hasn't it? Eased off some of their losses, actually. Since so, James yes. James Bullard from the Fed uh, said, uh, you know, they should be talking about a time when the pandemic is over, which could be soon. He said. Uh, the question then is, what does the post pandemic monetary policy look like? Well, I guess that all depends doesn't it, on the strength and growth there is in the economy. It, it does. It's. Um, I'm not quite sure what he means by over, but I would have thought that's that's a little way off just yeah. yet, even on the most optimistic assumptions. But certainly, he made he put his cards on the table, and uh, what did he say? You know, I'm an inflation hawk. Um, you know, adding to sort of the thoughts from Kaplan in recent days, saying that we need to start thinking about you know, having those discussions about um, tapering and so forth. Um, so mm. it's uh, just added a little bit more, and so it sort of added to that view, Phil, that you know maybe there's a couple of camps developing within the FMC. Uh, about all this, because we didn't get any hint of that, did we, at, um, from Powell at the last no. press conference? I mean, but maybe if we went back and listened, and we could, you know, we might say, oh, that's why he chose those particular words. Um, you know, so he wasn't pressed quite as much, I think, as my recollection is, about tapering uh, at, at the press conference. And then, so, you know, there's others as well saying, you know, inflation could go on for some time as well. You know, that the, the, mm. bottle, the model, bottlenecks in the supply chains might last beyond the end of this year. So transitory inflation could be quite slow. It's, it's going to be transitory. Yes. Uh, four O's in it, <laughs> inflation, perhaps. Yeah, it's an in- interesting interview I heard from um, Raphael Bostic today who said he's doing a lot of listening to businesses, trying to understand, you know, what is going on at the coal face. So, mm. you know, he, he mentioned that quite a lot of businesses have been able to pass some cost rises on, but is that temporary? Uh, is it permanent? You know, what is the ongoing supply-side situation, uh, you know, in- into next year? So I don't think they're rushing to do anything just now, but keeping an open mind on it. So you would hope that's the way it, 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 it plays out rather, rather than rushing right now. But um, no doubt, um, you know, the market has been expecting that tapering might be discussed in some way or, uh, you know, in, in power speech at Jackson Hole. So um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, uh, we're, we're openly talking about the T word now, Phil, rather than the R word. Yeah, yeah. But the I word as well, very much in there. Because we've got bond yields rising, commodities down, Equity yes. is down. So that, that is a combination, isn't it, of, of uh, the, the T word and the fact that inflation is back on the agenda again. My it? word, my word. And um, while well, I said the equity market has been uh, in, in a, a pretty mature response after the um, Fed minutes, uh, it certainly sent the uh, the risk currencies down another leg too. So Aussie was down to what, earlier 77.10 or thereabouts. Mm. Um, so it had another leg down, as did the euro, sterling and, uh, and Kiwi. So US dollar up over... Uh, as you said there, Phil, 90 on the DXY. So uh, inflation around the world, we had a few numbers, didn't we? Uh, so in the UK, core inflation, uh, the, the the rate month on month, probably best to look at core inflation, isn't it? Mm. Uh, was uh, only up, what, 0.3% month or 0.4? Not sure, on month on month. Um, can't read my own handwriting there. <laughs> uh, but the, I mean, the main inflation rate was up 1.5% year on year. But, uh, you yes. know, look where we were a year ago. Yes, exactly. So the core rate's still only running at one point three. So below, you know, the Bank of England's two percent, mm. and of course, they know that there's a lot of activity to make up yet in the UK. I mean, it just anecdotally, it seems that's occurring before our eyes now with 
reopening, subject to the proviso of how the uh, Indian variant plays out in the north and elsewhere. But, um, you know, what that means for June 21 and the further reopening. But, so um, uh, one thing for sure, uh, we're not going to see inflation coming through wages in Australia anytime soon, are we, given those uh, wage price index yesterday? No, I think that was the message, that the direction of wages is sort of incrementally higher for now. Um, so these ones, were ta- this is the first quarter's measurement taken in February. So um, further, f- some flow through of, um, you know, the postponed uh, increases in award wages and salary and wage reviews that were suspended, you know, through the pandemic. So flow through of some of, some of those um into wages, but as you said, suggest at an incremental rate, Phil. So we've had two quarters of 0.6, which would give you what two to two and a half percent growth in wages at an annualised rate. So still well short of um, you know an over three percent rate, three and a half percent, which is uh, what the Reserve Bank is looking at. Even though the activity side of the economy is strong, the wages side is um, is uh, hasn't picked up material as yet, anyway. And the Australian labour market report, of course, is out today. NAB is mm. expecting an above consensus forty thousand increase in jobs yes. and, and a fall in the unemployment rate, which most people aren't expecting to see today. No, um, I think that's where uh, the logic suggests the number should fall. So we've had. Um, the Treasurer has disclosed that job seeker numbers fell down, what, 120,000 in in April, mm. and that was after the JobKeeper ended. Now, part of that will be the fact that there are stricter mutual obligations between the government and um, and uh, job seeker beneficiaries. In other words, you know, proving that you've been looking for jobs and so forth. Um, and, of course, the uh, the government cut the job seeker payment from $150 to $50 a fortnight, so more of an incentive there to look to look for work. So that might have had a bit of an a, a, a bit of an a, a effect on people, uh, you know, on on less job seeker numbers. Now, whether those people got jobs uh, remains to be seen, and what the monthly labour force survey throws up remains to be seen. But just going back at sequence of of months, you know, back to you know through the pandemic last year, I think we've had an almost unbroken run of better than expected uh, labour market numbers. So, mm. you know, that's, that's the way the market, in fact, that's the way we think it today. But um, it wouldn't be the first time that the, um, the, the, the sample survey throws up a strange one. Just think of the, uh, the US non-farms yeah, payroll exactly. for April. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the logic suggests it should be better. So, hence our 40,000 uh, forecast and a, a 0.2% reduction in the unemployment rate. Yeah, uh, the uh, oil is uh, is down today. I, I think part of that is the Iran story, isn't it, that we talked about yesterday? Because things are that Iran nuclear deal does seem to be moving forward. There's draft t- t- text now. Talks are said to be very productive, but on the other side, obviously, mm. we've got the the relationship between Iran and Palestine, which could throw things into a muddle a little bit, a bit as far as the US is concerned, perhaps. Yes, but yes. also we've got. Um, I mean, if that happens, then obviously they're going to pump a lot more oil into the global reservoir. Well, I think I think there's doubts about um, how much additional oil, because some of that oil will have found its way out into the into the into the global marketplace. Yes, China, anyway, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, how much adi- net additional oil will, will find its way? So, rather than just the accounting cal- calculation of uh, 
yeah, what is uh, exactly. illegitimate, yeah. shall we say. Yeah, yeah, it just becomes more legitimate. Oil inventories have risen as well, uh, so maybe that's affected the oil price. So that could be a transitory thing, perhaps. Uh, look, uh, the, the interesting yeah. story today, uh, which is all over the papers, uh, just because of the sheer numbers, I think, is, the, is the, the fact that China has banned financial institutions from having anything to do with Bitcoin. So you basically, they can't help you buy it or transfer money back from it. It's not. Yes. I mean, China hasn't been very tolerant, obviously, of Bitcoin. But the but, but the reaction has been rather extreme, hasn't it? What well, down about thirty five percent, then back up about thirty percent. I think it's, I think it's about ten percent down. But I mean, a huge yes. swing today. Well, well, it's been trading at uh, you know first thing this morning in the London session was trading about forty thousand. Mm. When was it at sixty thousand? Seemed like yesterday. Yeah. So down to forty, and then it's been as what did it? Might have even pushed down below thirty thousand at one stage, and now we're back to what, uh, as we speak here, felt thirty-eight thousand. So um, mm. thirty-nine, in fact. So it's had a massive, a massive, massive day. That's so, the nature of the beast, isn't it? it? Well, Elon Musk is uh, even more influential on Twitter, I think, than uh, Donald Trump was. He's just proved that, hasn't it? But look, I'm, I, I, I don't know. It, it surprises me. I'm not a big fan. Obviously, it surprises me that more countries haven't made it illegal. Maybe uh, well, well, I, I, I think on. the new, yeah, I think the news we're getting from central banks, Phil, is that don't confuse uh, the Bitcoin as the only currency that has, you know, quote digital characteristics. I mean. Most currencies, I mean, we all we all use our phones to transact these days. Yeah. It's not like we don't go into the branch anymore to withdraw cash. Yeah, but it's all these um, it's all yeah. these people who believe that too much fiat currency is being issued and uh, this is the hedge against inflation, isn't it? I mean that's really? the, that, okay. that's the story that's that's the story that's given, uh, whether you believe it or not. Uh, look, yeah. uh, we get uh, weekly jobless numbers uh, from the US later on. China's one year uh, loan prime rate not expected to change. The Philly Fed manufacturing index, uh, which was just over fifty last time. I think that might fall a bit, mightn't it, this time. Uh, but look before we go, Dave, quick question for you the kanga news survey of australian yes. fixed income investors it's open yes. this week and next week for people to to vote lots of people Indeed. voted they voted for nab last year we won overall i'd say we i'm including myself as part of the family of uh, course we are <laughs> so why should why should people vote for us again this this year dave well we tried to provide a, a good service so please let us know what yeah. you think excellent very good all right hopefully they will good to talk dave catch you again very soon thanks for your time will do phil cheers we just want to be loved that's all i'm phil dobby for nab back again tomorrow morning see you then